What's up, Theory 11? My name is Blake Voigt. Thank you for tuning into this podcast where I got to sit down and talk with the one and only David Williamson about his brand new effect, Torn Restored Transpo. Now, for those of you not familiar with the effect, it's a card trick where the card is visibly torn, it then changes, and then it is restored all in the spectator's hands. Now, this trick is so good, it's being performed regularly by Dan White, Justin Willman, and David Blaine. And the reason is because it's just that good. It was really cool to sit down and talk with David about the creation of the effect, how he came up with the idea, and how it's evolved over the years because he created this trick almost 40 years ago. And he's also one of the nicest, funniest human beings alive, so it's also an entertaining listen, hopefully. Now, if you hear any announcements during the podcast or any voiceovers, that's because David is sitting on his deck of a cruise line about to take off because he's performing on a Disney cruise line this week. And I believe the announcements are actually safety announcements, um, but you might notice that he's not paying attention to any of those, which is hysterical. So I hope you all enjoy. Thanks. Awesome. Sweet. Thank you. So uh, for those people uh, just tuning in right now, we're doing a, a podcast for Theory 11 with David Williamson to discuss the effect that's just come out on the website. How are you doing, David? I'm doing great. And uh, yeah, I love the little trailer you put together for the uh, for the effect. Awesome. It looks great. Glad you enjoyed it. You look awesome doing it. I like that shirt. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, We loved, uh, I I watched all of the performances and explanations that you recorded in Vegas, and I was in tears uh, watching the... Oh, with happiness. Oh, good. Oh, so, so happy. What was so (laughs) impressive to me was even through the explanation... Um, Andre Jick was was filming it. I was impressed that there wasn't constant audio interruptions from him. Uh, I don't understand how he was not laughing out loud during the entire thing. We stuffed a we stuffed a rag in his mouth <laughs> during that. Yeah, that's amazing. He was shaking a lot. <laughs> that's so cool. That um, was really fun. That that was really fun. Well, thank you for for filming it with us and 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 being willing to share it with the Theory Eleven audience. It's it's one of my legitimately uh, favorite effects of all time. And I perform We're talking it. about Triumph, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> I invented that when I was three. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, the Torn Restored Transpo. I mean, oh, that one. Yeah, yes. I, I, I can't remember. I think maybe the first time I ever saw it, which might be um, a lot of times that uh, younger magicians were introduced to it, was seeing David Blaine do it. Um, on TV, right. the version he did, and that's when I first got interested in it and seeked out uh, the official teaching from you, which is way better than trying to watch and figure out how David Blaine did something. Um, but I, right. I, I think this, this uh, making this available on video and having your instruction might be the first time a lot of the Theory 11 audience has a chance to learn it from you. Um, and I just wanted to know if, if you wanted to speak on that or, or how long it's been since you've really taught this in this much detail on video, I guess. Well, it's been a while. I mean, you know, uh, it's been a major part of my lecture for years. Because okay. uh, I started lecturing when I was pretty young. And I spent a lot of time uh, talking about this effect because it's been uh, such an important part of my repertoire Mm -hmm. and this trick basically taught me how to perform magic for for laymen 
because uh, I came up with it. I came up with it when I was about 17 and uh, it was based on a couple other things I had seen. Tamaris had something with a double facer, a torn card transforms, you know, you tear up a double facer face up. Oh, cool. And then you, uh, but there's, you know, this, the cleanup is not optimal and it's not, right. uh, you know, so, so this, this was my solution to it. And, uh, and the routine evolved from there and changed over time. And I can't tell you exactly what I was doing at 17 and 18, yeah. but it was nothing like what I'm doing now. That's what and I was going to ask. I mean when I say this, yeah, this I didn't trick know. taught me. This trick taught me how to perform the timing, the beats, because yeah. it's such a strong effect. The effect is so strong, it'll hold up on its own. It'll hold up. Uh, it will support a bad performer. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The, con- the trick itself, the routine, the trick, the concept, um, construction will support somebody who doesn't want to put a lot of work into sleight of hand, maybe, right. or presentation. Right. Um, because... It'll stand on its own. Uh, that's what I found. So it kind of helped me uh, through. And then as that's your presentation so gets more uh, interesting and, and subtle and uh, multifaceted, it's, it's the structure of that routine supports that too. And it just makes it stronger and stronger. And if you want to do double lifts or substitute a top change for more subtlety, once you get the hang of a top change, you know, it, it supports you through that as well. That's- so. So true. It's got good bones, is what I'm trying to say, and yeah. uh, and and it looks nothing like what it looked like when I when I do it now uh, when I started. That's so uh, interesting. That would have been almost 40 years ago. That's amazing. Yeah, I think a lot of people that have seen this trick or, or seen a version of it, uh, you know, we're, I think we're getting questions already from people asking uh, which version is taught in this uh, instructional and. Uh, how much detail does David go into on it all? And I think it's it's pretty safe to say that the, the two main ones that I've seen done are the, like you said, the simplified sleight of hand, uh, easier maybe, not, I mean, not easier. Yeah, kind but, of a double lift version. Yeah, yeah. double lift not version. Not easy to do well. Right. There's a double <laughs> lift version. to do. And the top, <laughs> lip, the top change version are probably the two most common that uh, I've right. seen done before. And you cover both of them. Um, and, and one thing mm-hmm. that, that I, I've seen before and been amazed by is just your crazy invisible top change. And what I was super stoked about was how much detail you go into on the top change in, in this instructional. I mean, I know you could probably talk about it for hours in, in the, the subtleties of it, but you really cover the top change in this. And I found myself starting to try that. Yeah, version. I mean... <laughs> Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's a, it's a great, it's a great secret weapon, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it makes it almost a different effect. Right. Uh, but, but you know, I watched uh, the video of you doing it uh, out there on the street mm-hmm. uh, with with the uh, double lifts. Yep. And you know, reactions don't get better than that. Right. You don't get better reactions than what you got that day. Right. And that just goes to show. Uh, that even if you don't use a chop top change, you know, maybe it's a subtle different effect in their mind or it might feel a little cleaner or something, but, uh, but it doesn't have to, doesn't, you don't have to do a top change to, to make this effect a winner. Yeah. Right. Like you said, the, the routine can kind of be played and also there's, there's multiple phases of it as well. So you can, 
uh, stop it one phase short, or you can go all the way to the end, depending on. That's exactly right. That's know, exactly right. Yeah, I you love that as well. The thing I like about this trick, and when I first started doing it, I did it as, as a straight-ahead trick. Is this your card? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tear this card up, and here's your card, and they're going to uh-huh. change places. And I just presented it very, you know. Straightforward. Almost. You know, when you're starting out, it's very straightforward, and presentations are basically um, you're just narrating what your hands are doing. I call it the I'm going to school of magic. Now, I'm going <laughs> to hand you a card, and I'm going to tear it in half, and I'm going to ask you to, and I'm going to, I'm going to, awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to. And that's, and that's what you do when you're, you know, when you don't have a presentation, you haven't thought about some interesting thing to say. Right, <laughs> you're just right, narrating right, right. what your hands are doing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I try to get away from that. Now, when I do things, it's a little more you know, fleshed out, but even in that case, but it's funny. I think about these things all the time and I go, you know, that's, that's amateur. That's bad. You're just narrating what you're doing. Right. On the other hand, on the other hand, now that I've been, I can step back and look at it um, because I have been doing it so long. Uh You know what that kind of presentation does? It focuses their mind. Oh, that's You're leading them down the, because, because if you're, to be wacky a comic and like you know, make it about something else or some higher level right. concept or some meta ironic <laughs> thing is great if that's your character and all that right. but just doing a straight ahead because i've always kind of gone towards the wacky and zany yes. and i've had people come up to me and they go i liked it better when you did straight magic oh no <laughs> this is magicians well oh, magicians, magicians. Talking, like yeah guys of course the magic. yeah you know and it's like i don't yeah, well, I don't know how much work or how I would get if I just did what I was doing when I was 18. Right, you know, these days. right, right, right. But, so but when I watch uh, that, uh, what I'm trying to say is it's like with David Blaine when he came along. Yeah. You know, Copperfield had gone full Fred Astaire in theater right. and, you know, right, with all right. this magic. Uh, but David Blaine came along and his presentation was right over the counter of a magic shop. Right. Here, put this here. I'm going to do this. Hold that. Do this. Right. Look at this. Watch this. And... And it had a huge impact because it wasn't uh, layers of quote unquote presentation right. that maybe detracted from from the uh, from the structure of a trick and the and the focusing their mind on the what's happening at hand. That's so now, interesting. that's not to say that describing what you're doing all the time is the way to go with every trick. You know, right. you have to right. make everything you do interesting, but. You know, maybe it's your attitude, it's your excitement level, it's yep. mirroring what they're doing. I don't know, but um, people people bring a lot to, in their minds, to the magic. It's not just you providing yeah. everything. They provide 50% or more of what's happening, you know, because so the magic happens in their brain, not right. in your hands, you know. Well, and with this one, too, there's, there's, you know, I find sometimes, too, I've seen multiple selection routines. I've seen uh, audience members get really impressed, but maybe confused at the same time because they've lost track of... Right what they're supposed to be impressed by and with this routine it's pretty straightforward and the the effects are very clear but you're right you you can almost amplify this trick by reminding them what the trick is like i've found that you know know, when you tear the right when you tear the card up and put it in their hand you say but if if this card is here what card is torn up in your hand you know, you're kind of exactly. You can't assume that they remember. You right. can't. You got to give that beat. That's what. And when I teach the trick, I always talk about that because I can't remember. If somebody shows me a card trick, I can't remember two cards. I can't. Right. right. I don't even. I'm barely remembering the first one. You know, we're right. asking too much of them. Right. And so that's why you know, pick a card, put it back in the deck. Oh wait, where where you did put it back in the wrong spot. Uh, this isn't going to work. Right. You know, sowing seeds of doubt. 
And then when the wrong card does come out, it's more believable. And you go, you know what? Never mind. And you tear it up. And that's, I think that's the key to this trick is them believing that you screwed up because a lot of our presentations are, Oh, I screwed up and they don't feel like it's real. They they, they feel like it's part of the trick. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know something's going to go. But if you can start sowing the seeds of doubt early on, like I say in the trick, you know, you're shuffling the cards. That's enough. Right. What are you doing? You're shuffling them too much. Oh, great. You don't like magic. We shuffled them too much. Here, take any card. What are you doing? That's not the, oh, never mind. Let me show you a rope trick instead. Put it back anywhere. Wait, I wasn't ready. Oh, darn it. You know, and now they're going, yes, there's no way he's going to find it now. Because as I say in the, uh, in the, in the lecture and in the explanation, you know, we, uh, if you just say to somebody, take any card, put it back anywhere in the pack, wouldn't you be impressed if I could find it? They're going to go, no, I can tell you're not going to find it because of your attitude, you know, right. your cockiness, your confidence. Right. I can tell by your body language you're going to find this foregone conclusion. Right. And when you over. find their card, it's yeah. when you find their card, they're not. Would you be surprised if I find your card? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'll be surprised if you don't find it. <laughs> you're a magician. Right. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Would you be surprised if I find your card. I always thought that was a weird presentation point. Wouldn't it be amazing if this were a card? No, that's your job. Right. Unless you've really sold them that you're, you're, unless you, you know, unless you knock the glass of water over as you're right. reaching for the table, bang your knees, you walk up to them and you're just, I'm not saying be the klutz, but right. you know, be human and mm-hmm. make mistakes and have things and make it believable. Work, lay the groundwork is what right. I'm saying. And assume they're not stupid and they're, they're, they're going to assume that you are going to do what you're supposed to do. But that's I what I mean. This yeah. trick kind of forces me to be a little bit of an actor. And, right. and over the years, it's got more and more fun. Uh, anyway, that's but so I hope cool. people like it. I know for a fact, I've been teaching it for thir- over 30 years to friends. And then I started yeah. doing lectures and, and I know hundreds and hundreds of magicians do it all the time around yes. the world in their working repertoires. And I've done it close. I do it on stage. I do it. I do it everywhere all and the that, time. That was one of my questions, and, and feel free to answer this honestly, because I know if if you perform your <laughs> own perform your own material, sometimes you can get either bored with it or you want to change it up. But do you still perform this particular trick in your repertoire, like regularly? All the time. That's all the so time. So awesome. That's so cool. It, it's my two card trick. I mean, I'll, I'll, I might do an ambitious card, you know, a few things to lead up to it, a yeah. thought apart or, you know, uh, a little memory test or something. But then I, uh, eventually it all kind of leads up to this. And I usually hold out, uh, hold out the two extra cards or I'll hold out all three, you know, yeah. uh, if I know I'm going to be doing kind of a longer set because yep. this is, this is the one that's going to get the, you're not going to be able to follow. That's so interesting. And do, do you have any memorable stories uh, from over the years of doing this trick, or is oh my god, your go-to closer? Or any funny, any funny instances? Or? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you ask it like that, they all go away. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you. I'm just, you know, just over-the-top reactions. People knocking tables over, doing actual spit takes. I right. thought that was just in you know Three Stooges <laughs> movies where they actually spit a glass of beer. Out onto the face, you know. That's so it, those awesome. are the reactions that that this trick has uh, gotten because I don't know, it's just so shocking to them, and it's in their hand. I mean, right? All the old timers, all the old timers, always told me, "Sponge balls is the greatest close-up trick." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because it's in their hands, right? And it, it it's because it's in their hand. It's better than any trick 
it's out of their hands, yes. no matter what the trick is. Hundred <laughs> percent. And also with, with this trick having three different uh, possible endings, each one really feels like the trick could be over. Like the like it that the, right. the first phase is so strong that you know they're reacting yeah. as if they think the trick's over, and you already have and it. Extra and, it, and it all makes sense too theatrically. Yeah. It all the the narrative makes sense. Each each topper is not just and here's another ball and here's a bigger one mm -hmm. and here's a giant one with stripes. Give me my FISM trophy. Mm -hmm. It's not like contrived three endings. It's right. They're all logical and they're kind of necessary. Right. And you know it's it's kind of also when when the the first transposition happens. Uh, I, I've, I worked with David Blaine for about six months and he does this uh -huh. trick regularly, like so right. much. And what, what he would have, uh, he had happen a couple times when I was watching him do it was, you know, people are a little more challenging around him when he performs or they, sure. they try to get him to do things. And, you know, the, the stereotypical, if you're a real magician, you'd do this. He gets that a lot, I found. And with this trick, especially, he got a lot uh, if you were a real magician, you'd put this card back together now. Absolutely. Yeah. If you wait for it, you can almost tell if the person's combative. Yes. It's kind of like the coin in the bottle. I used to put the coin in the bottle and then set it aside like that's the end of the trick. Right. Because I would wait because there's always somebody who's going to say, take it back out. Right. <laughs> and I've already taken it out and I have the other one in my hand clinking underneath it. You know what I mean? Well, no way, that's not the trick. I can't be done. What are you that's, talking about? You that's know? so awesome. So you're one ahead psychologically, yeah. Well, you have that with this. Yeah, well, if you were a real magician, you'd put it back together, okay? Well, if you were a real magician, you get rid of the creases, okay? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, well, you're set. Instead of saying, okay, I mean, that's the other possibility. You could go, okay, bam, there. Right, boo -boo, right, you know? or, right. Or you could go, uh, I'm not a real magician. That would be impossible. Right. You'd need Harry Potter in the room. Right. You know, and then you build then you build from there. Oh. So you're below floor level. You know, and That's you go, so I don't awesome. know, okay, let's try it. Here, put them in your hand. I need a small child, uh, a knife, a candle, and a goat. Uh, and let's see if we can make this happen. You know, and you can really just turn it into just the most incredible moment because it was their idea. That's so amazing. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to talk about this. I really appreciate it. Well, no, here's the thing. I'm really, really happy you, you reached out to me, Blake, and asked mm -hmm. me to put that this out for your audience, you know, mm -hmm. because it was such a fun experience. And the product, you, the product is just beautiful. I mean, the final, um, I'm really happy with what you've done with it. That's so and I awesome. think, you know, you guys have done it justice. And, you know, I, I hope people enjoy it. I hope we get lots of good feedback. That's or so even bad feedback. Any feedback's good, you know. No, we all, all are, are <laughs> I consider myself a student of the art, and you know, and every time I, I meet people all the time at magic conventions because I travel around all the time, mm -hmm. and people are always showing me their cool little variations and shortcuts and things oh, of yeah. this trick. That's so because, cool. Because um, here's yeah, little presentational tips and so forth, and uh, so I'm sure that there's somebody out there listening or downloading it right now who's going to come up with some amazing idea that none of us have thought of yet. That's amazing. Based on this trick. That's so true. That's what's cool about it. And I, I, I want this this entire uh, quick interview to be all about the trick, but just very briefly, you brought up me reaching out to you, and I haven't really reached out to you since I was a little kid at a, at a magic conference. <laughs> and uh, really long story short, basically, uh, I ended up underneath a, a table in the yeah. lobby because you, you convinced me we were going to make a, a table rise. 
And, 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 and you, oh, you're one of my table teams. <laughs> I've done that a lot. In the club. I should make a little merit badge for you guys that I leave under banquet tables around the world. It's so cool. Well, I mean, I haven't really got to speak to you about it much, but that was my very first magic convention ever, and you really made me feel a part of the community and instantly involved. So that probably contributed a lot to me wanting to be a magician so thank you i'm just that. i'm just paying it forward I, awesome. I treated you the same way i was treated by carol fox and jay marshall That's and so cool. you know all the old crazy old guys conventions i used to used to do so many crazy things and i just you know so grateful to them for including me in the fun you know well, being a convention and in the community the yeah. so thank you so much exactly and thank you for sharing this routine um for people listening those announcements are uh, these announcements are, <laughs> the, the, i'm working on a disney cruise ship tonight and these are the safety announcements that i should so be listening exciting. to but i'm not well i'll let you I've go heard them a million times i'll let you go but yeah so i gotta go i gotta go find my duplicates because i'm probably going to do that trick tonight oh amazing 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 well have a safe cruise thank you for your time david i really appreciate it okay take care bye right, see ya. bye